Pete McMurray in the Skyline Studios. Let's bring up the congressman out of the 18th dist- district on the Team Hochberg phone line is Congressman Darren LaHood. How are you, cousin? Hey, Pete. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, I'm doing well. And it's uh, always good to be with you and your listeners, Pete. Hey, I have a question for you since you have a son that's going to DePaul in the fall. You know, a lot of parents uh, have incoming freshmen. They are deciding right now. Are they going to, if they're not going back to school, are they going to do online classes and pay, you know, the 40 plus thousand dollars of the online classes at a community college? A lot of parents are going through that tough decision right now, aren't they? They are. Well, first of all, let me say, go Blue Demons. And uh, we're excited that our son is uh, going to DePaul next year and uh, he's going to play soccer for the Blue Demons. And their soccer season as of right now is on, so he will be reporting at the beginning of August to DePaul and uh, will be living in Lincoln Park. Wow, that's impressive. And he's a great soccer player, isn't he? Well, we don't want his head to get too big. Let's see. He's, he's only <laughs> just turned 18, so let's, let's, let's see how uh, you know fr- freshman year goes here first. Uh, what is the uh, community saying downstate about uh, police reform? What uh, have you introduced as police reform? Let's talk about that, first of all, the Black Lives Matter um, uh, movement going on right now. Yeah, well, first of all, Pete, I take this issue very seriously. As you know, I spent 10 years as a state and federal prosecutor. I worked in Cook County as an assistant state's attorney. Very proud of the work there. And I I hate to see, uh, you know, what's happened in many of our urban areas with the protest and and, uh, all the issues that have come about. Um, But I will say this, the vast majority of police officers that I've worked with and state troopers and sheriff's deputies are solid people. 95% of them are in it for the right reasons and care deeply about their communities. And so, you know, uh, when, when I think about police reform, are there things that we can do, Pete, uh, to help our police departments? Of course there are. We can always improve upon that. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm not in favor of defunding police or getting rid of qualified immunity or getting rid of no-knock warrants. Those are things that are, I think, poison pills and, and will cause our communities to be less safe frankly. And so what, what I last week, we had votes in the House out here on that. And I wish my Democrat colleagues would have worked together a little bit more instead of uh, trying to make a political point on that. But here, here's things we can agree on, Pete. We ought to get rid of chokeholds at the federal level. Right. We ought to have more money for training. We ought to have a national database that tracks police officers from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. And we ought to hold bad com- co- cops accountable. But these other things, I think, are ludicrous. And again, uh, many of these people are the same people that, um, you know, want to defund police and want to tear down monuments and statues. Well, explain to me, I've heard we need to defund police, we need to defund police, but what's the alternative? Okay, you defund police, but what's the next step? No one has an alternative after that. Well, you you know, I mean, listen, I I don't represent the city of Chicago, but it's I, I care deeply about the state of Illinois. This is my home. And when I see the violence, particularly in Chicago, the weekend before last, it's just heartbreaking. But if you, if you, uh, if you talk to police officers on the ground, I mean, they're out there uh, working day and night, doing the best job possible mm-hmm. uh, to try to uh, enforce safety. They really are. And, and I, I think, again, one, the mistake that was made in Chicago and other jurisdictions is, taking away stop and frisk. And I know that's controversial, but I will tell you this. There are many safeguards you can put in place, but talk to any Chicago police officer that goes into these rough neighborhoods. You know, they got to fill out three forms if they want to even talk to somebody on the street. 
again, let's let's put in safeguards. Let's take bad cops off the street, but let's let police officers do what they need to do. And and to your point, Pete, when there's a violent incident that gets called in, you want police officers that are armed that show up and and you know hold people accountable on that. And I just think it's crazy to think about defunding police. Uh, if anything, we need to make reforms, but we ought to be supporting our police officers. You know, you brought up the training thing, and uh, they've talked about police officers being trained on an annual basis. Where does that money come from? Does that come from the state level, the federal level? Because everything costs money. Where does it come from? Yeah, I think we have an obligation at the federal level to do that. I think we have to set standards at the federal level through the U.S. Department of Justice, and those have been laid out, and then we got to follow it up with money, uh, specific grants that go to police departments. If, if you meet these standards and, and you follow this training, you're going to get that type of money for that to be implemented. I think that's what we need to do, and that, again, uh, and you got to stay on it. you got to make sure the money continues to flow in doing that, and I think that will help uh, to, to solve some of these problems. And again, I think that's a bipartisan issue, Pete, that we ought to be able to agree on. But getting rid of qualified immunity, which my Democrat colleagues want to do, that means that a police officer can be sued, sued civilly after he makes an arrest. The next week, somebody can sue him. It's like if you took away qualified immunity for a prosecutor in court or qualified immunity for a judge, that anytime a judge decides on something, then he can be sued personally. I mean, that's, again, crazy stuff. We, ought to, we shouldn't even be thinking about that. Now, the last point I'd make on this, Pete, is if the city of Minneapolis on their own wants to get rid of qualified immunity or wants to defund police, I'm all for it. I don't agree with it, but they ought to do that. But at the national level to set these standards, that's not the right approach to take. If the city of Chicago and the city council wants to do that, they can do that on their own. I don't think that's a good idea, but but we ought to let cities and states decide what they want to do. Congressman Darren LaHood on the phone with us. Uh, one of the things that you do and Congressman uh, Raja does in the past is the town halls. You get together with your people in your community and they ask questions and you have a dialogue. Are you doing that virtually now or is that uh, something that you're going to discuss in the future? Yeah, well, so Raja and I had a couple actually scheduled for um, uh, late spring and early summer. Uh, obviously, COVID has affected all of that, uh, Pete, so we have not been doing that. I will. I've had a number of telephone town halls, and I'll have a couple of those coming up. But, you know, in the business we're in, uh, everything is face-to-face interaction. So I've had to counsel, uh, cancel a number of town halls, uh, obviously, this spring. I, I usually do five Fourth of July parades uh, between the 3rd and the 4th. All those have been canceled. So, you know, all that face-to-face interaction is gone now, and it's unfortunate, uh, particularly in a time like this where people want to interact and they want answers and they want to have dialogue with their elected officials. I've had you and Raja in the studio, and you two have been working together for years. You're a Republican from downstate. He's a Democrat from up here. You've always had open dialogue together. How How come we don't see more of that in Washington? Yeah, it's it's a bit frustrating. Um, I, I will say this. One bright spot, Pete, is it, look at what we did after the, the uh, coronavirus, coronavirus pandemic. We, we passed four bills in a bipartisan way. We allocated $3 trillion, most money ever allocated uh, by the Congress in this short period of time, and we did it in a bipartisan way. Everybody didn't get what they want, but Again, it helped uh, stabilize the economy, right. helped us get it through a, a really difficult time. So we did that. That's one example. But I think part of it is we're, we're not here as much because of COVID. We're, we're socially separated. We're just 
it's and we're in an election year. Let me let me point that out too. During an election year, things get tougher to do. Right. Um, and and but you got to stay open minded. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with Raja on everything or any Democrat. But I'm try to stay open minded. I try to listen to the other side and find common ground. It's okay to disagree, and you're right. You find the common ground. You work together to pass those bills, the stimulus package. And uh, Darren, I'm going to have you hold on when we come back. I'm going to ask you about the the stimulus bills if we're going to see another round of uh, payments. Congressman Darren LaHood on the phone with us. More with him, but first, time for traffic with Lauren. On the phone with us, the Team Hochberg phone line is the congressman out of the 18th District, Congressman uh, Darren LaHood. Let's talk about the uh, the coronavirus as we're all starting to open up. Businesses starting to open in central Illinois. Is the hiring coming back, Darren? Slowly, Pete. Uh, you know, it's been, it's been tough. It has. Um, obviously, uh, there's been some frustration in downstate Illinois with Governor Pritzker opening up slower in downstate. You know, we've been fortunate in downstate Illinois. We didn't have the cases, the infection rates um, that other places, including Chicago, had. But, but the one-size-fits-all that Governor Pritzker has put in place, um, I, I think um, I, I wish he hadn't done that. So there's been a lot of frustration. So we're just now getting restaurants opened up. Uh, and, and other businesses opened up. So, uh, listen, we, we're not going to spend our way out of this crisis. And so I think um, the best stimulus is obviously giving people the ability to prosper and thrive and, and open their businesses and keep their employees going. Uh, so that's happening more and more, but we need it to be accelerated a little bit and, and always exercising social distancing and the, and the hygiene stuff and, and following the rules. You uh, introduced a bill to help businesses and workers stay safe. What was that all about? Yeah, so we just introduced a bill that's getting a lot of support. It's called the Clean Start Act, and it's been introduced by a Democrat from Florida. Her name is Stephanie Murphy and myself, and we both serve on the Ways and Means Committee. We hope to get this legislation included in the next stimulus package here in July. What we uh, have put forth is really to help small and medium-sized businesses, Pete, as they open back up. One of the biggest expenses we hear is the cost of PPE to retrofit your business or your store, to put up plexiglass, to have all of that. And then it's the deep cleaning. It's the sanitizing. It's the cleaning supplies. It's all the, or it's hiring sometimes a a company to come in and clean your, your facility. And so we have now incentivized uh, uh, tax money that goes uh, to that business uh, that gives them an offset up to 50% on what they pay for PPE and cleaning supplies. So, uh, again, this is going to help with the safety of workers and employees, first and foremost, and then those customers that come in uh, to keep them safe and healthy. Uh, but it's it's the biggest thing we have to do. And when you poll people, that's the one thing they want. They want to have reassurance that it's a clean, sanitized uh, facility. And so our bill, again, uh, hopefully we'll get in the next stimulus package that we'll vote on uh, towards the end of July. And people want to feel safe, and if they feel safe, they're going to go out, and they're going to go out to restaurants, and they're going to spend money and get the economy going again, aren't they? Of course they are, and, right. and perception matters in terms of the plexiglass and the PPE, and this, again, uh, helps uh, offset the cost of that in a significant way. And we make it temporary, Pete, because we're hopeful it's for one year, and we're hopeful that we're going to have a vaccine or, or a treatment or a cure uh, that'll, that'll make it go away. But it's one of the priorities that we'll have for the stimulus bill. Again, bipartisan, uh, and we hope to get it in there. Senator Durbin talked to us uh, two weeks ago. He said he hopes there's going to be a second round of stimulus checks. Are we going to see that? 
We'll see. I, I mean, listen, I, I've, I've been trying to figure out the effectiveness of giving people that money. Um, you know, uh, there's anecdotal evidence that, that some people put that in the economy. There's also evidence that people just put it in their savings account and didn't spend it. So I, I want to figure out what's the best way to get the economy back on track. Um, you know, obviously, this is all money, Pete, we're putting on the federal credit card, right? We've, we've, <laughs> we've allocated over three and a half trillion dollars. Right. Where does it come yeah, from? Yeah. yeah. It comes from, you know, us printing money. And so we're never, as I said before, we're never going to spend our way out of this. I want to look at ways to incentivize growth, to help people uh, hire more employees, to help them as they open their businesses. I mean, the the, the free enterprise system is where we're going to grow the economy in the private sector. If if we think giving more individual checks, I guess I'm open minded on that. But again, uh, just throwing money at people uh, as a as a as a political or a, or an election year um, thing, I, I'm I'm not convinced that's the best approach to take on this. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, talk to me about um, when you went and voted. Senator Durbin said they had to go in, they had to go in in groups. They disinfected after uh, four senators would vote. They would do it in shifts, and it took a few hours. How is that for you and other congressmen? Is it the same uh, the same thing? Are you guys going through the exact same thing as you go back and uh, vote in Washington? Yeah, and actually, I'm here right now, and we're in the middle of a vote series right now. But it is. Yeah, it is truncated, uh, Pete. And so you can imagine with 435 people, getting them all in the chamber. So we've broken it down into basically seven different stages that we vote in, 10 minutes at a time, and it's alphabetical. And then uh, you can imagine anytime somebody speaks on the House floor in front of a microphone, that microphone has to be cleaned afterwards, and the desk has to be cleaned afterwards. And so, I mean, we're going through all the precautions that, that lots of other companies and businesses are doing. But it just it makes things longer. Tonight we'll be in a vote series till eight or nine o'clock Eastern time. Tomorrow night we'll be voting till ten or eleven o'clock. So it makes things longer. Um, so and, and and then we can't congregate on the, on the House floor, uh, you know, uh, right. because of that. So so anyway, we're working through it like everybody else. But um, it's 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 important that we do this work and give people the confidence that uh, we're doing everything we can to help them get through the health crisis. Yep. and the economic crisis. Right. During the crisis, we want to see the people in Washington working. We're talking to uh, Congressman Darren LaHood out of the 18th District. The Russian bounty allegations, President Trump said he wasn't brief. Democrats said he was. Was this handled poorly, in your opinion? Yeah, listen, um, uh, yes. I, anytime anybody hears the allegations that are there, that's concerning, particularly with Russia. I mean, Russia, I've said for a long time, they are our foe. They are, they, they are not our friend. And we ought to remember that uh, Putin is working against us all the time. So when I heard these reports and saw them in The New York Times, it raised concerns with me. Now, I will say this. Um, when the president gets intelligence briefings, it's on lots of different things. And intelligence comes from sometimes 17 different agencies in the federal government. And if one uh, makes an allegation, it doesn't mean that it's supported by others. So Again, I want to be careful about um, kind of cherry picking one piece that came out and not having that uh, collaborated. But this is something that I think the president has to come out strongly, which he has, and and tell people that this isn't true. This didn't happen. Um, But anytime I hear that Russia is involved with something like this, yes, it raises concern for our military and the vulnerability for them in Afghanistan. Right. I mean, every time you hear Russian, you think, okay, here they go again, especially during an election year. You know, I've said this to you a hundred times, and I've said it to all the politicians. I could never do your job because people just want to come to you with problems and complain. And there's so much 
partisanship. People are so angry with politicians and politics in general. I don't know how you get through a day without people complaining. Well, listen, I'm honored to have the job, Pete. They pay me a pretty decent salary to be in this job, and I got to go before the voters every two years. But it's part of the job, right? You got to have thick skin. Uh, you got to be able to take criticism, uh, and you got to be able to listen to people. And and I I, I have I tell people I have seven hundred ten thousand bosses in the 18th district, and you know they're not all going to agree with me on on every single issue. And and when I go vote on an issue, I tell people I have a yes button and I have a no button. I don't have a perfect button, but I try to listen to everybody. I try to be engaged and try to do the best job I can. And and I the vast majority of my other colleagues I think feel the same way. Uh, and then we just got to find a way to try to work together for the, you know, in the best interests of the people. Uh, two more questions. Number one, how are things with uh, Caterpillar? Because as Cat goes, Central Illinois goes. So how is Cat holding up? Yeah, you know, they, they, it's been tough. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're stabilized for now. They just announced some layoffs in Pontiac, which is at Livingston County, yeah. not far from Peoria. So, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, you know, they've been affected like everybody else, but we haven't had the mass layoffs that, that, uh, some other industries have had. Uh, and so, um, you know, one thing that would help with Caterpillar is an, a stimulus, a bill involving infrastructure. That's one thing that we've tried to convince the president. We need an infrastructure bill to fix up our roads and bridges and tunnels. So that's one thing we're looking at. But, I mean, Caterpillar is a, a Fortune 500 company. Uh, we're going to keep them around for a long time. I'm proud to have the largest concentration of Caterpillar workers anywhere in the world in my district. Uh, we're going to continue to help in whatever way we can. When are we going to see an infrastructure bill? I thought that would be the first thing President Trump would introduce. It's a no-brainer. How come it's taken this long? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it, it should be a no-brainer. Um, but uh, I think there's a number of concerns on how you're going to pay for it, right? Uh, president's talked about a $1 trillion infrastructure bill. We've got to figure out how we're going to pay for it. Are we going to go into debt? Are we going to are we going to raise taxes to do it? Are we going to have public private partnerships? Are we going to have vehicle miles travel? There's a lot of things on the table. But I think we're at the point now, Pete, if we want to stimulate the economy, what better way to do that than put it in infrastructure? Right. I I mean, we we could spend a trillion dollars doing that, but we need um, and, and I've told this to the president. We need the president to lead on this. If he wants to put it as part of the stimulus package, let's do that and let's put people back to work. And the president ran on infrastructure. And so I think it's a good reelection issue, too. And there's plenty of ways that uh, we can engage that money in Illinois. And we got a minute left, Darren. I wanted to ask you about this. Are you worried about spikes with the coronavirus? I mean, Florida cases were up 165 percent. Texas, one in 10 Texans. Uh, have the coronavirus. I mean, we're seeing huge spikes across the United States, which means people will have to stay at home again, which would slow down the economy. Yeah, listen, yes, of course I have concerns about that. And I but but I also have real concerns about people not following social distancing yeah. and people not following the, the CDC guidelines and people yep. not wearing a mask. I mean, every every time I walk over to the House floor or I engage, I have a mask on. I mean, those things um, will, will will help us get through this. Right. I mean, so, uh, you know, people have to follow uh, directions on this. And if you do that in a safe, measured way, um, I, I think we can, you know, get to some sense of normality on that. But areas of the country that just disavow that and don't follow the rules, those are the ones that I think are having the trouble right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, the, we have to wear masks. We have to follow social distancing and, and we have to uh, exercise the hygiene and sanitation that's important uh, to, to making sure this virus doesn't spread. Well said. Congressman Darren LaHood out of the 18th District. Say hello to your family. Thanks for coming on. 
All right, Pete. Always great to be with you, man. Have a good one. You too. News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.